Today on The Good Word, we're thinking about the second coming of Christ. So when you hear those words, are you excited about Jesus returning? Or does it worry you and all the things that are supposed to happen leading up to it? It's good to give the second coming some serious thought. But it was Jesus himself who told us to be at peace and not worry. Think about it this way. There's a saying I've heard that goes like this. Every generation of Christians has two things in common. First, they felt the second coming would be in their lifetime. And second, they were wrong. And it's true. Even the disciples of Jesus who knew him and walked with him thought his second coming might be imminent. And that was 2,000 years ago. So, we have to live our lives planning for our futures and for our families without putting everything on hold because we're worried the world will fall apart any day now in preparation for his return. Think of it this way. For 20 centuries, Christians have looked forward to the second coming, and it didn't happen yet. Or did it? Because for each of those believers, whether Christ returned to the earth in their lifetime or not, didn't really matter because each of us has a second coming in our lives. Whether our life is short or we live for 99 years, we will all have a moment at the end of our lives when we meet the Lord. That is the second coming we are guaranteed, and that's the second coming we should be preparing for. The reason we can have peace about that upcoming event, our personal second coming of Jesus, is because of what he said the first time he came to earth. As his death was coming closer, he told his disciples how he would guide them after he was gone. In John chapter 14, he speaks to them privately. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. He tells them he'll send another comforter, meaning the Holy Spirit, to abide with us forever. He says, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. This is confusing to the disciples, how will he come to them even though he'll be gone? In fact, one of them poses that very question to Jesus. Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. These things I have spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We invite the Spirit of the Lord and His peace by keeping His commandments, and He promises us, as He promised them centuries ago, that He and the Father will come and make their abode with us. How? by sending the Holy Spirit, which can give us peace in a way the world at large cannot understand. So whether our personal second coming, our moment to meet Jesus, is tomorrow or in 50 years, we know we'll have that incredible moment, and that by inviting the peace of Christ, the Holy Spirit, to be with us and in us during our lives now, we will know Him when we see Him. 
for we will have become more and more like him. In the words of Jesus, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And that's the good word. <laughs>